The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, JP Plant with you. We are definitely excited about the second hour today as... We have a great guest talking a little NASCAR. We've got the Mr. and Miss Basketball finalists who were announced just moments ago. So mm-hmm. we will talk about that a little bit later this hour as well. Really interested to to see how um, how this week plays out in NASCAR. Got a lot to to unpack. If you want to join the conversation, please feel free to do so. We are on Facebook Live. Just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, and you can see our live video there. We would love to have your input and comments because it's going to be a uh, a really interesting conversation on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline as we bring in Heather Williams from WCYB-TV in Bristol. And the last time we spoke to Heather, there was some big news out of the Toyota camp and Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan and all kinds of great stuff. So now we get to see all of that in action as uh, Bubba Wallace qualified fourth. Daryl Wallace Jr. Daryl Wallace Jr. (laughs) D. Wallace Jr. D. Wallace Jr., yeah. Uh, Qualified fourth for the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Heather, welcome in. Excited to have you with us. Excited to be here. And uh, he was actually fastest in the uh, only practice that they had before qualifying on Wednesday. Now, qualifying for the Daytona 500 is a little bit different than other races. So while he qualified fourth, he may not start fourth because they run the dual races tonight under the lights that will set the line out, up, line up outside of the top two qualifiers. But he will start on the outside of the second qualifying race tonight so he still has an outstanding chance to get a good starting position for the 500 if he can just stay out of trouble in this qualifying race so theoretically then he could start third 
Um, no. Oh. Fourth is the highest he could qualify because what they do is they take the two qualifying races and the top finisher, whoever wins the, the first race will start third. Whoever wins the second race will start fourth. Oh, so okay. since he's in the second race and they just alternate back and forth. So okay. since he's in the second race, fourth is the highest he can qualify. Okay. All right. But he can qualify lower. Ouch. He can uh, qualify lower, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just showing my stock car racing novice status, and I'm okay with that. Um, well, it's very complicated, and it's the only race of the year that they do it this way, but it does make Speed Week a little bit more interesting. It makes Speed Week so much more fun. It really unless does. you're a driver. Unless well, you're a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, I have, I, I have they, nobody has been shy on this show of telling me that what I find fun and interesting isn't always fun and interesting to a lot of people, but it is to me as an as a spectator of everything. We we have dubbed Chris Captain Chaos, Heather, and anybody that's listened to <laughs> the show for any period of time would would understand and appreciate that it's it's well deserved <laughs> i might resemble that remark sometimes uh, <laughs> yeah. i've been known to cause a little chaos myself but well yeah. it makes it interesting right oh no doubt chris doesn't just cause it though he appreciates it when it exists elsewhere but he was a li- <laughs> he was a little bothered this morning when he was looking at the list of qualifiers <laughs> and could not find bubba wallace but <laughs> did find D. Wallace Jr. And so it was like, oh, wait a minute. That's him. Yeah, that's the name his mama gave him. But, there you go. Um, but you and I could call him Bubba. And yeah, I think he actually prefers being called Bubba. What's really interesting about his team is, uh, you know, bringing on Jordan has kind of sparked, you know, other big names. I don't know if you have heard the news over the last month or so, but Pitbull now also owns a NASCAR team uh, being driven by uh, Daniel Suarez. And I think they had a pretty good qualifying run, if I remember right, for a for a new team as well. So, seeing these new faces, these diverse faces uh, in NASCAR, could be really fun this year. Well, and and I would think in a sport where diversity has not necessarily been a positive from a perception standpoint, I, I, I would think that that's that's got to play a be a factor in terms of getting more eyes on it and that kind of thing. I'd, I'd like to think that that's a good thing, even if it hasn't necessarily always been viewed as such. I think so, and I think the sport has tried, but you know, sometimes these things just have to develop naturally, right? You can't force them. And even though uh, Bubba and Daniel Suarez and Kyle Larson, for that matter, and Eric Almarola came up through diversity programs in NASCAR. Getting diversity on the level beyond driver and crew has been very difficult. Um, there's been a few. Uh, obviously, Brad Doherty owns a team currently, JTD Doherty Racing. And then Randy Moss owned a truck team years ago. But, you know, it's not as, it just happens in all sports, right? It happens in the NFL, happens in the NBA, baseball. Getting diverse members in the higher up will then trickle down and cause diversity throughout and so i think by adding jordan and adding pitbull and they both have diverse drivers driving for them i think it can only help the sport i I don't think there is a more natural um setup when you think about it than randy moss and and stock car or truck racing (laughs) i'm i'm kind of disappointed that that hasn't or didn't work out any better than it did that just that just feels right 
I mean, it's West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <That's- laughs> well, and you know, he really seemed to enjoy it when he was doing it, but it's very difficult to keep up with a team. I think one of the things that both Jordan and Pitbull have done that's very smart in order to, you know, help sustain their success in the sport is they've got out and gotten drivers as co-owners. You know, Michael Jordan's co-owners, co-owner is Denny Hamlin, and Pitbull's co-owner is a former driver named Justin Marks. They understand the business side of this, right? So they understand what kind of equipment, what kind of technology, what people in the garage area work best to sustain success. So, you know, when because there was a time, too, around that same time that Randy Moss was in the garage area, um, there was a team called Hall of Fame Racing, which was Troy Aikman and a few other people. I think Roger Stahlback was involved. And you have some initial initial success, right? But sustaining it is what's so difficult. So I think by hiring people that know the garage area very well as their co-owners, or I guess not really hiring, but choosing them, I think gives these two teams a better advantage as far as long-term success in the sport. And I would think that, you know, one of the issues that you run into with that type thing is those people that put their money into it, like a Michael Jordan or somebody like that, they have a tough time stepping aside and saying, okay, I don't know a whole lot about this, so I'm going to let the people that know, you know, make the decisions. I I would imagine it's more like it's my money. I'm going to have some input in this. Um, I wonder how that works. Well, you know, it's interesting because we got a chance to talk to every driver in the garage over the last week or so um, in the run-up to the Daytona 500, and both Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace said, they haven't really had a lot of interaction with Jordan as far as the team goes, but he's kind of just stepped back and let these guys that know what they're doing do their thing. So at least in Jordan's uh, instance, I don't really know that much about how much Pitbull's been involved in his team, but at least in the instance of Jordan, he, as of right now, is just standing back and letting the people that run the sport and know the sport do their thing. I think Jordan's competitiveness also makes him someone who's going to do whatever it takes to be competitive. So if he, you know, obviously if he doesn't give him, you know, Jordan is this NASCAR team is a, is a brand thing for Jordan. This is not a whole lot more than that for him. I think so. I I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, Heather, uh, Heather Williams from WCYB TV on the parks motor sales hotline. You mentioned Kyle Larson. And I think it's important as we talk about diversity and what uh, the sport is seeing in that realm, Richard Hendrick uh, Motorsports bring him back on uh, the number five team. He qualified 15th in, in, in qualifying. So I'm interested to see how how he gets back into the elite status of NASCAR and it's going to take a little bit of time, I assume, for him to maybe get his legs back under him. But is NASCAR – is this a good move for NASCAR to allow him to come back? You, From my opinion, yes. I think that remains to be seen. Um, I think he's done all the right – done and said all the right things. He's a really interesting case study because, as I mentioned, Larson came up through the diversity program, right? He's uh, half white and half Japanese. And um, really kind of uh, reaped the benefit of NASCAR's push for diversity. So for me, it was kind of shocking when he gets suspended for using a racial slur, right? Because he's probably one of the last people in the garage that I would expect to say that. 
Since yeah. that's happened, he's done and said all the right things. He's gone through the diversity. He petitioned to come back to NASCAR. Um, I did an interview with him that's actually going to run today in our newscast. He seems very contrite. He seems like he wants to make it right. He said he didn't know if he was going to get another chance to race a NASCAR. And so from that perspective, it sounds great, but it's talk, right? You have to see what he does. Um, I mean, I'd be really surprised if he didn't did anything like that again. But I guess it's just earning back the trust of fans like me mm-hmm. um, that are not white, I guess, for lack of a better description of myself, um, that he actually needs it. Yeah, it's a, again, like you said, Interesting case study, really uh, going to be something that that we'll all be keeping an eye on. Um, JP, we have a question slash comment from our Facebook uh, broadcast. Do you want to? Can you help us out with that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, you're only going to see part of it, but I'll read it. It's from Adam Hendricks with uh, Heather being from the Bristol area. There has to be some questions about the excitement surrounding the dirt racing at the last great coliseum known as Bristol Motor Speedway, or if she could throw some media tickets yes. since it's sold out. <laughs> really, that's what she's getting to. That's, that's what, what they're getting, getting to. to. All right. So to answer the second question first, <laughs> uh, since the pandemic, there have been no media tickets, so I can't help you out. Mm. I haven't even been able to get my coworkers in uh, to the races. Um, but as soon as the Restrictions are lifted. I might be able to help. You hey. <laughs> um, as far as the dirt goes, I mean, the, the excitement is just incredible from the drivers, from the NASCAR community. And I've been out to the track a couple of times and seen the transformation. It's wild. I mean, it's really crazy. They've been working on this, I think, two months. And it's almost finished. And it it barely looks like the same track. I mean... Obviously, the Coliseum part and the stands and all that look the same. But when you look at the track, the way that they changed it, the dirt race has a spanking. They've taken out the safer barriers because you don't need them. So the track surface is actually wider than it is for a normal race. It's going to be interesting because we've never run these big, heavy stock cars on dirt, right? Nobody knows how they're going to react or even if it's going to be a good show. I mean, they could just wreck each other all the time because they can't keep them straight. I mean... I don't think that'll happen because we have run trucks on the dirt before, so there is a little bit of a baseline. But who knows? Half these drivers have never run dirt. So it'll be interesting for sure. It'll be fun. It'll be different. I mean, we haven't run a dirt race at NASCAR in almost 50 years uh, on the Cup Series. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I actually can't wait to be out there and uh, and see those cars go around in circles. You know, Heather, you mentioned that you've got a um – interview with Kyle Larson teed up. Um, are you on site or is all, are you doing all zoom work this week or how is that going for, for you and other journalists covering the Super Bowl of racing this week? So they are allowing some access, but, uh, the company that I work for is not allowing us to travel yet. So I'm doing all of my work remotely. Um, I call it, uh, all of the work, none of the fun Daytona. Because I don't get to see the beach, <laughs> and it's cold and icy today, right? So, um, but it's been interesting. I mean, you know, we've gotten just the, the same amount of access as I said over the last week and a half. I've done Zoom calls with every driver in the garage area, um, with uh, several crew chiefs, with several people from NASCAR. So, um, there's a Zoom call tomorrow with the president of NASCAR, Steve Phelps. So, 
the access has been the same, um, but it's different. I mean, we all know it's different working remotely and doing things through Zoom. You don't get kind of the, the personal one-on-one that you would normally, but, you know, it's kind of where we are right now. Hopefully by next year's Daytona 500, we'll all be able to go down there. Yes. Let's let's all hope that we will be able to get down there next year uh, in Daytona. Heather Williams on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with us today. Heather, thanks so much for your insight and uh, enjoy Speed Week from the comfort of your home, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be watching on my couch just like everybody else. Well, stay warm anyway. <laughs> you guys too. I heard you guys got some pretty bad ice. It's not quite as bad up here as I think it is down there. Oh, actually, we just we, missed it. Yeah, I think it, it. Yeah, we just missed it. Knock on wood. So hopefully that oh, will continue good. to be the case. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, Heather Williams with WCYB TV out of Bristol, Tennessee slash Virginia. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Oh man, that was great, and I am really excited about uh, what that dirt race brings Adam Hendricks said that he is calling for Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson to be the front runners in that one, given their dirt backgrounds. And we all know that it, well, we mentioned last year that if anybody showed up to a a race and Kyle Larson was on the lineup, most of them just went home. Uh, cause dude, dude is a fantastic driver. So I'll be certainly be interested to see how he, uh, how he fares this year. Dale Earnhardt jr mentioned on his podcast that he thought he was going to be a front runner along with teammate Chase Elliott with Hendrick Motorsports. So again, like Heather said, we just have to wait and see and hope that he is his actions back up what he has said and give the guy, I guess, another shot at uh, doing what he does. So, so excited for the, the Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. And, um, Nice to have Heather with us for a little bit, and we're going to continue to talk about it tomorrow with Terry, the chicken man, Wilcox, who will be joining us about this time tomorrow. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, Terry has a lot of nicknames around here. He's chicken man. He's T. Willie. He's whatever. Depends on which hat he's wearing at that that's right. uh, the particular moment. I've not heard T. Willie. Oh, that's, that's what Brenna Lynn calls him. Brendan, George, oh, George, okay. George Hamilton, the fifth G five, oh, so, yeah. Oh, so that's that's the the music side yeah, that calls the him T Willie. The one hundred three side calls him T Willie. Over here, we, we call him Chicken Man. He had, Man. he had a long running segment on uh, George's show, getting silly with T Willie. He had a joke of the day. Oh, that's so good. Oh, we need to get that. Can we get that? Mm. I bet he'll come in. I, I, he's probably listening, and I bet he can come in. We could have a. Um, with an homage to to G five, we can do a getting silly with two Willie while he's on with us tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live nine to eleven a.m. on WKOM one zero one seven FM in Columbia. Also visit our website, sm-tnsports.com, for more local sports coverage in southern middle Tennessee.